reading this morning is from Psalm 34, and we're going to read the first seven verses. Not that long of a psalm, but this is going to be a two-part message. So this is part one, if you didn't figure that out. We'll start with part one. And uh, so we read Psalm 34. If you stand with me for the reading of the word. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord saved him from out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Dear Lord, we thank you for these words of inspiration this morning. We pray, dear Lord, that you'll speak to our hearts as you see fit. Help us to gain from this time together as we share Looking at the word of God, we pray, dear Lord, that the familiar will not be such that our eyes do not behold the wonders of what these verses convey to us. Help us, dear Lord, to hide your word in our heart that we might not sin against you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated for the message. Of course, the title of the message is... David urges us to praise the Lord. This is a psalm of David. So this is an acrostic. Uh, we are told you can't always go by the headings of uh, what the psalm is about. But if you read the inscription, uh, it says a psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech who drove him away, and he departed. Uh, Abimelech, you find the story over in the book of 1 Samuel, and it is in chapter 21, verses 10 to 15. 1 Samuel chapter 21, and verses 10 to 15. And so... The thought I want to give you from this, and I'm, I'm not going to be long this morning, but uh, I, this is what came to mind as I was asking the Lord, knowing that we would not have a, 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 a very many here this morning. And so I'm preaching to people that know a lot about the Bible and about the Word. Uh, God, help, uh, God does help us when, when we goof up, doesn't he, uh, when we mess up. Uh, so this, this story comes when David is on the run from Saul. So we know the Old Testament Saul, King Saul, who was the uh, reigning person. David was going to take Saul's place. Uh, David had been anointed by Samuel, and David was going to be the king. 
uh, Saul began to realize that his replacement was on the, on the horizon, as it were. And Saul determined that he was going to kill David. And so David had to run for his life. He had to get away from Saul. Saul made a few attempts to kill David, uh, like when he went to a meal. Uh, Saul took a spear, a javelin, and threw it to pin David to the wall, and David got away from him. Uh, he, had, he had a conspiracy uh, that he was going to kill David somewhere or another. Um, he sent to the house <coughs> at one point to uh, have them bring David to him so he could, soldiers to bring David to him so he could kill David. Do you remember this story? And the Bible says that his wife, uh, Micah, uh, said David's sick. He can't, he can't get out of bed right now. Uh, and so they went back and they told Saul, uh, David, David is sick, and so he's too sick to be killed. <laughs> we, we didn't bring him. Uh, his wife said he's in bed, and his wife was Saul's daughter. Uh, we, we couldn't bring him. And so uh, Saul said, uh, I, I don't care uh, if he's sick or not. Uh, you bring him to me. Well, she had, uh, she had taken an image and laid it in the bed and covered it up so it looked like there was a person in the bed. But it, but it, it was just an image. David was not there. Uh, so uh, the, the plot uh, failed. They could, he could not kill David. Uh, so these are the things that went on that finally uh, David was made to understand I cannot be around this man. He is going to do away with me. So I have to, I have to go elsewhere. So he didn't want to go too far because uh, he was an Israelite, and so he wanted to stay close to his, his home and his people, and he still wanted to get away from Saul. But he made a bad choice, people. He made a very bad choice. He went to Gath. And he went to Abimelech, which is not the name of a person. Abimelech is like the same term as Pharaoh. It's the name of a dynasty. So uh, he, went to, he went to Abimelech in Gath, and the king was Achish. Uh, and so uh, he came there, and I said it was poor judgment on David's part because remember where Goliath was from. Goliath was from Gath. He was a, Philist a Philistine. And so David had, David had killed Goliath and they had sung the songs about David's heroism. Uh, Saul has slain his thousands, David has slain his tens of thousands, and so uh, uh, that, was, that, was the, that was the refrain that was sung by the Israelites, and that was against 
the Philistines. And so uh, David even had uh, a big sword that had belonged to Goliath uh, that he had left uh, with the priest at Nod. Uh, and so when, when David went into Gath, he wasn't making a good decision. It was actually kind of stupid, people, uh, to think that he was going to go to Gath and, and hide out there from Saul. So he went in, and people began to recognize him. Uh, so we're going to read that. Uh, in verse 10 of chapter 21 of 1 Samuel, David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Well, he wasn't the king. Saul was the king. Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart, and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he's shaking in his shoes. Uh, he's quivering in his boots because uh, they're saying who he is and what he did. And uh, so he knows he's going to be called before the king. He knows he's going to come before the king of Gath. And so in preparation for this, he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scribbled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Uh, anything that he could think of uh, to make himself look like a crazy person, a fool. Then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, you see the man is mad. Wherefore then have you brought him to me? Have I need of madmen? that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? And then 22, 1 says, David therefore departed thence. And then he went to the cave, Adullam. He went out into a wilderness setting. Uh, so David came so close to being put to death by this king, and he knew how close he was. Why did the king believe that David was really a, a madman? Don't you think the people that brought him to the king said, he's just putting on, he's not really mad. He, he must have really put on an act uh, to convince the king that he really was insane, that he was mad, that uh, he was not in control of his faculties. And so uh, David, was, David was in a terrible situation, but all the time that he was going through this, uh, he evidently was praying for God to have his hand on him. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've made some poor decisions in my life, and I've had to pray for the Lord to overrule them to somehow help me when I'm trying to get out of a jam that I've created, created myself. 
uh, and something that I did that was very foolish. And so David, David is, we don't find anything in this psalm that links it. It is, it is what comes down to, uh, to us through Hebrew tradition that this psalm is linked to that event. And that's why that inscription is over top of this psalm. Uh, but David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And that is a challenge for any of us. That even when we're going through hard times, when we're going through difficult situations, even those things that we have not created ourselves, brought ourselves, brought upon ourselves, that we're going to praise the Lord anyhow. Uh, and this continually says that it's not going to be just in the good times. It's going to be at all times. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord at all times. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm down, when I'm up, and we could tell you that a lot of people miss their opportunity for a strong witness because they do not do that. They, they give in to their feelings. They give, give in to their phobias, their fears, and they begin to show an example that is not Christ-like. And, and it hurts those that are around about them. I, remo I remember uh, Roy Heinbach, and I've... I've said this before, but maybe you didn't hear me say it. Roy Heinbach was in a hospital bed, and uh, Roy, Roy had major problems. Uh, they finally had to cut a section of Roy's skull out uh, because it was diseased. They had, to, they had to treat that, so they just let the skin fall in on his brain, so he was, he was, he was quite a sight. Uh, Roy Heinbach was always very boisterous, very loud preacher, and uh, he was he was a live wire. You didn't know what Roy Heinbach was going to do. You didn't dare you didn't dare relax around Roy Heinbach because uh, you would find yourself defenseless when you needed to have your defenses up. But uh, he was in he was in a facility being cared for. He happened to be cared for by. Uh, Donna McNichol's sister, and she said Roy, Roy Hanbach would lay there and say, "Oh, why me? Why me?" and just holler and complain. I could, I could hear Roy doing that uh, with his personality. Finally, uh, Donna's sister uh, had enough, and uh, she said to Roy, "Well, why not you?" <laughs> Why not you? So we know that bad things are going to come to Christian people. God doesn't keep all the bad things away from us. Sometimes we think he gives us too many. But look at Job. We know that bad things do come. Uh, so God is going to use us sometimes to show his faithfulness and grace and strength through us. And so we can't expect that everything's going to be okay. Roy did get his piece of skull back. They did put it in, uh, and uh, Roy recovered from that. 
he is now gone, but it wasn't from that. So uh, Gary Heinbach, his grandson, is uh, the South Central District Superintendent. So uh, being faithful to praise the Lord, whatever we're going through, whatever the difficulty. And I'm just going to skip down uh, because I, I said I wasn't going to be long with this. Uh, that verse 4, I, I love that verse because there were a lot of people that lived in fear, uh, especially the beginning of this, this COVID. And uh, verse 4 says, I sought the Lord, he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Uh, whatever fears you have, that does not keep things from happening, does it? And yeah, we, we need to use precautions. We need to be careful. Um, I was in Walmart a few days ago, and I, I was uh, down in the pharmacy section. There was a guy in there, and I mean, he, it sounded terrible, Josiah. He was, uh, <laughs> and, and, and there are people in the pharmacy section. I said to them, I'm not going down that aisle. <laughs> it's just common sense. Stay out of that aisle. And they're all agreeing. Yeah, we're going to stay out of that aisle. Uh, he never stopped the whole time I was in the pharmacy section. He was just hacking and carrying on. Uh, so we have to use some common sense, but, but we don't have to live in the fear and dread because we're all going to leave this world some way. Um, the, the old saying is there's no way of getting out of this world alive. Well, there is one way if Jesus comes back, isn't there? But otherwise... We're all going to experience death, but Jesus tasted death for every man, Hebrews tells us, so that we could have victory when we're going through those times. Uh, the Bible tells us also in Hebrews that people lived all their lifetime uh, in fear because of death. But Jesus removes that fear because we know we have a home in heaven. We know we're going to go be with the Lord. And so he delivered me from all my fears. And then they looked unto him and were lightened. What does that mean? Their faces were radiant. Uh, they had the shine of God on their face. Uh, and they did not have to be ashamed because God was with them. I love to be around people whose faces mirror the joy of the Lord, whose faces are radiant because they've spent time with the Lord and they're not drugged down by fear and by the burdens of life. So, uh, he says in verse 6, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. So not just the fear, but David also had deliverance from all his troubles. And we love that verse 7, don't we? And we could go a lot of scriptures 
to talk about that. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. So the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, are they not all ministering spirits sent to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? So no, we don't believe that each person has their own personal angel, but we do have the angels of God that are sent to strengthen and help us. Uh, when uh, Peter was knocking on the door and they didn't let him in, Rhoda was at the door and uh, she didn't open the door. She said, Peter's at the door, but she was so filled with joy when Peter had been in prison and they were going to kill him. And uh, the apostle Peter was released by the angel of God. And then he's knocking on the door. Remember, he's knocking on the door at the house of Mary. And, and Rhoda doesn't open the door. She goes and tells the people that are in the prayer meeting, Peter's at the door. No, Peter's in jail. Peter can't be at the door. Uh, but, but he kept knocking. He was a noisy angel. He kept knocking at the door, and he wasn't an angel. It was really Peter. And they said to Rhoda, uh, it, it's his angel. It's his angel. Uh, but whether it was his angel or not, uh, they had to open the door. It was making too much noise. And so they opened the door, and, it, and they rejoiced because it was Peter. It was Peter. And then I'd have you look at the fact that Peter didn't hang around. Peter didn't say, well, God's going to take care of me. I, I don't have to be afraid about old Herod. Uh, I can go anywhere I want because Herod can't hurt me. He left the area. Kind of a lesson to us, isn't it? To use some common sense when we're in dangerous, dangerous situations unless God leads us otherwise. Use some common sense and practice safety. And so... Uh, they said it was his angel, but there's not biblical support to say that each one of us have our own personal angel. So, uh, what a great psalm and more verses to talk about that we won't do this morning, but I trust that that inspires your heart, that God, God does hear prayer, God does deliver us, even from our own stupidity, and God does help us, and we can praise him for that this morning. Let's stand together.